The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome, my friends, to another edition of the Source of Truth podcast and our live stream devotional as we take time to search out the source of truth, and that is the Word of God. And we're glad you're with us and giving me the opportunity to teach you today and share the Word of God and hope it's an encouragement as we always do. Uh, We're in the book of Ecclesiastes as we're working through uh, the last few verses of chapter 10. So if you're following along with us in your Bible or tablet or phone, uh, we're in Ecclesiastes chapter number 10. And like yesterday, I want to take a minute and explain a little bit of the topic at hand and to give you an idea of where we're going, and then we'll read the verses, give you kind of something to look for when we jump into these verses we're going to read. The primary responsibility or primary topic we're going to deal with as this chapter is kind of really broken up and explained, there's wisdom and then there's folly, and he's talked about the different realities of folly. He's talked about the different struggles as a result of folly and why wisdom is so much better. And so he's challenging us, one, to be one of wisdom, not one of folly, to be one that follows God and seeks wisdom, not one that is okay with foolishness and folly. And then he tells us also in this section of scripture uh, what it looks like when we see folly. So what we're seeing here is the in folly is lack of responsibility in the area of leadership, in the area of responsibility that we have, that someone who is a foolish person is going to be lazy, they're going to be extremely selfish, and then if we become like that, the extent how it affects people around us. And so let's go ahead and read the verses for us today, Ecclesiastes chapter 10. I'm going to begin reading in verse number 16, chapter 10, verse 16. It says, Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child, and thy princes eat in the morning. Blessed art thou, O land, when thy king is the son of nobles, and thy princes eat in due season for strength and not for drunkenness. By much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands the house droppeth through. A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Curse not the king, know not in thy thought, and curse not the rich in thy bedchamber. For a bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. So he starts off when he's talking about the idea of poor responsibility and the effects it has, and he, he kind of runs to political leaders. He talks about government. Now, it would make sense that Solomon is using um, government and a king as his example because he is a king. And so he's speaking from his perspective. He's not necessarily stating, you know, I don't like this and everybody should be frustrated with government. He's literally coming from the approach of helping us to understand what his perspective perspective was. And when he was living wisely, the people around him enjoyed great blessing. And when he wasn't, he saw the effects of that. So he starts off in verse 16, woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child, a novice, inexperienced, and thy princess, or we say his cabinet, eat in the morning. Simply saying, it is discouraging and bad for a place where the leader is immature and the cabinet, he's really kind of partying people. Really, the simple premise is, 
They're more about themselves. They're more about living up and getting what they can financially and using their position for themselves when really a good leader in any level, a spiritual leader, political leader, they should recognize their position is to serve the people for who, who put them there, for whom they are an authority over. Leadership, biblical leadership of any level, and government is biblical leadership, any leadership you take, we need to understand we are not there to get. We are there to serve those whom God has placed us there to serve, to lead, if we want to use that term. So good leadership, wise leadership is about taking care of people. In this case, he goes, woe to the people who find a scenario where there's just bad, selfish leadership. They don't take the responsibility that comes with their position. He gives the opposite of that in verse 17. Blessed art thou, O land, when thy king is a son of nobles. You have experience. Thy princes or cabinet eat not in due season for strength, not for drunkenness. They're not about always eating and partying. They serve you first and then they take care of themselves. He's talking about the responsibility of leadership. Now, we can look at this and say for a fact that obviously we should hope and have high expectations on our leadership. We absolutely should. You know, when anybody goes and they abuse a position of leadership for themselves, it is wrong. It's sinful, it's unbiblical, it's unethical, and hopefully they would be removed so someone else can take their position. Their goal is should be to take care of the people they serve. Now, no matter how much that is true, we're going to find people who are going to do that. And a couple, let me just read this last verse. I think it's intriguing. Verse 20. Curse not the king. No, not in thy thought, and curse not thy rich in thy bedchamber, for a bird of the air shall carry thy voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. If you begin to voice a lot of frustration, people are going to begin to find out. And it doesn't really matter. You're not going to solve anything. You'll be known as a critic. And so complaining and causing grief, is, it's not worth it. Frankly, God has told us to pray for those who have rules for us. Pray for our government officials. And uh, not all of them are going to follow. Frankly, most of them do not actually truly believe in Christ. They're, they're religious, but they've seen by their actions that they don't really know Jesus. When you know Jesus in a personal relationship, you've been saved. It changes you. You, you view everything differently. So we're not to be angry, complain. We're to pray for them, continue to pray for them, and accept that fact. And then obviously when we have a chance next Tuesday here in Pennsylvania, we're going to vote. Be part of it. Participate. And uh, do, do what you can. What God has, what the wonderful blessing that God has given us, those men and women who have sacrificed all to give us, we take advantage of that. But we have to understand that the premise here in this section is not really criticism against government. He's just stating facts. This is what we're seeing, just stated facts. When you have really good leadership, everybody enjoys the blessing. When you have very poor leadership, everybody seems to be affected by it. But then he goes in a little deeper to kind of give the premise that hits home with us. This is really where it hits, hits down to the everyday person in verse 18. He said, By much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands the house droppeth through. So the first thing he talks about is he talks about the ultimate results of laziness. When I, when I won't take responsibility for my actions, there's going to be problems. And so a simple explanation here. I'm a homeowner. I own a home in Levittown in Bristol Township. It is my responsibility, and I would state as the husband, number one responsibility, that I make sure the house is comfortable and safe and livable for my children. So when there's critters, I got to find a way to get rid of them. When there's problems in the home, I got to find a way to solve it. It is not my kids or my wife's responsibility. But if I decide to ignore my house and say, I really don't care, when I begin to see things that aren't going well, well, 
What am I going to expect? It wasn't that long ago that the side of my house, a salesperson took advantage of this, but knocked on my door and pointed out something I'd missed. On the side of my house, I had old aluminum siding and the wind from the storms had pulled it back. And so the inside, the wall, was going to be damaged. And there was pretty much nothing I could do because the siding was so old. And so when I looked at it, I can say, I don't care. You know, just patch it up or whatever. And I could have, but it would have just increased in damage. And before long, the house would have had massive damage. So we had to decide we've got to do something. We ended up re reciting the house. It wasn't something I really wanted to do at the time, but it was the timing. It's responsibility. I own the home. It's my job to take care of it. And then we found when tearing it apart or work, we found a lot of termite damage that was well 15 to 20 years old. Uh, what we found was that other people had not taken care of it. Now we're dealing with some negative consequences of this. It is our responsibility. Laziness, it's just going to cause more grief. This, this happens with our buildings. This happens in our relationships. This happens with anything of importance. If I'm not willing to invest in it, it'll fall apart. This happens in my relationship with God. If I'm not willing to invest in it, I don't really have anything strong there. Let's continue a little more. He gives more detail. Verse 19, a feast is made for laughter and wine for maketh merry. But money answers all things. He's not saying that money is the most important thing here. He's saying that we can enjoy the feast and the wine when we have money. He's not saying money's important or all, everything. Money's important. Every one of us know we need money. Here, here's what it comes down to. I, it's money's not everything, but money's needed. So if I am not willing to do my job to earn money, I, the Bible tells us in another passage, a man that does not work should not eat. Same thing here. If I'm refusing to take advantage or take responsibility for what's in front of me, I should not enjoy any blessings from it. It is no one else's responsibility to take care of me but my own. God has given me the gift to do it, and I've got to work hard. And it's not always easy, and it's not always fair, but it's okay because it's my responsibility to take care of it. And there are some people who literally cannot. And then I think there's some situations that they, someone else should step in, but people who just don't want to. The Bible says, if you just don't want to work, then you, well, you shouldn't eat. There's a responsibility. This is, again, very counterculture. The world says, if you don't want to work, don't worry about it. No, the Bible says you should work. Take care. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, as a husband, there's another passage that tells me that if I don't take care of my family, I'm worse than an infidel, worse than people who don't even believe in Jesus. This, this is the truth, and this is, this is a bit challenging. But here's the point. For most of us, this is encouraging. I'm okay. I can take the responsibility. I want to. And he's encouraging this. Listen, and when I don't, people around me, just, it's horrible to them. And so I should grab a hold of the responsibility in front of me because that's wisdom. Those walking and growing in Jesus understand that's wisdom. Folly comes when I don't want to. Let's not let that be us. We should be the best workers employees have. We should be the best neighbors people have. We, not because we're trying to be better than other people, but because we want to honor God. And we understand there's a responsibility in front of us, and we take it no matter what. And may that should be our responsibility. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Thursday. And it's, again, a challenge for us through, from what Solomon said. Real life, listen, we take responsibility. We enjoy the great blessing of God. And may we do that today. In God's power and God's grace, take responsibility, and he will help us as we strive to do our part and do what is right. Again, thanks for joining us. I really hope it's an encouragement, a challenge, as we strive to be in obedience to Jesus. And again, thanks for joining us as we've been studying Ecclesiastes. Hope you join us again tomorrow as we finish the week off together. God bless.